season of Lent. Fasting is the soul of prayer. Mercy is the lifeblood of fasting. These are the words from St. Peter Chrysologus. The Church gives us these three Lenten practices, but they aren't just Catholic. They aren't even just Christian. We see them in Scripture. They're a part of our uh, Jewish brothers and sisters even before us. Jesus, he referenced this reality on the Sermon on the Mount. We just heard at Ash Wednesday, the Gospel. Jesus says, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. When you pray, don't do such and such. When you give alms, do it this way. Right? The fact that Jesus is referring to them indicates the fact that they were already presupposed. They were part of the life of your faithful Jewish person. And Jesus isn't saying, like, don't do these things. He's saying, do do them, but do them in the right way and in the right intention. But we can say these three practices even go beyond any sort of revealed religion. They actually get to the core of what it means to be human, to be a good human person. Prayer keeps us in communion, communication with our Creator. Fasting helps us to live with temperance and not overindulge. And almsgiving makes us attentive to another's needs. We need all three, right? We have relationship with God, prayer, the relationship with ourselves, right, and our, disorder, and our desires and our passions, that's fasting, and then our relationship with others, that's almsgiving. St. Augustine said, if you want your prayers to fly to God, equip them with the two wings of fasting and almsgiving. St. Peter Chrysologus again, quote, There are three things, my brothers and sisters, by which faith stands firm, devotion remains constant, and virtue endures. They are prayer, fasting, and mercy. Mercy is another word for almsgiving. He says, prayer knocks at the door, fasting obtains, mercy receives. Prayer, mercy, and fasting, these three are one, and they give life to each other. Fasting is the soul of prayer, mercy, the lifeblood of fasting. Let no one try to separate them. They cannot be separated. If you only have one of them, or not altogether, you have nothing. So if you pray fast... And if you fast, show mercy. So we need all three, and I think this makes sense when we actually consider it, right? Because if you fast, but don't show mercy, fasting turns us inwardly. Fasting by itself turns our focus to ourself. It can be nothing more than a diet. When we fast, we tend to focus on our discomfort, right? It can make us ornery and self-focused. Therefore, we need to be intentionally focused on others when we fast so that we don't focus on our discomfort and ourselves. Fasting adds a little oomph to our prayers. It shows God that we have some skin in the game. It shows God that we really care because we have something invested, because it costs us something. And prayer... Prayer keeps our almsgiving from turning into some sort of distorted humanism or distorted social justice. Prayer keeps us focused on God and the reason for doing any of this. 
Why? Because it's God's will. It's here to draw us into deeper relationship with our Creator. So my friends, I want us to be intentional this Lent. Intentional about doing something for each of these practices. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving or mercy. Many of you know that after high school, I went down to Texas to play junior hockey, and I did that for two years. For two years, my only job and schooling was just to play hockey. It was wonderful. And I like to say that Lent is like training camp. Lent is like training camp. Our season would end around March or April, depending on how far we got into playoffs. And so I'd drive back up I-35 all the way to Duluth here, And during the summer, I would lift the little weights. I would shoot pucks in the driveway, stick handle. I would would skate every now and then. But I didn't do a whole lot to really improve my game. But when we had to report back to Wichita Falls in Texas at the beginning of August, that's where we really kicked it up a notch. We had two-a-day practices. We had dry land in the morning. We had weightlifting. We even had uh, working out in, in the pool. All the team was working hard during this time, training, really trying to get better, trying to grow. I know that I needed that training camp, right? That extra motivation to do more. I needed my teammates to be doing more and to push me as well and for me to push them. The same thing goes for Lent. I know that I need Lent. I need that extra motivation It was a couple weeks before Ash Wednesday, and I was saying, you know what? It would be really good for me to give up Twitter. But I was looking forward to Ash Wednesday with the extra motivation that I could actually truly give up Twitter for Lent. I needed the extra motivation of Lent to do that. Lent is like training camp. So my friends, it's okay that Lent has started, and maybe you haven't intentionally committed to anything. You can start today. And in fact, in spiritual direction, when I was in seminary, one time I came to my spiritual director, who was a wise, old, older priest, and I, I felt bad because I hadn't been doing very well on my commitments of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And uh, this wise priest said to me, he said, Nick, what's worse than not keeping all of your Lenten commitments. And I said, well, I don't know, Father, what is it? He said, actually doing all of your commitments perfectly for all of Lent. Why? Because that makes us prideful. (laughs) Oh, look what I did, Lord. I did this thing for you. All right? So it's good to pick something that will will, uh, prick you, will um, cost you something that, something may be kind of difficult even to do perfectly for all of Lent, and it's okay if you don't. So first consider prayer. Again, that's our relationship with God. Prayer is so important because it makes us know and acknowledge, remember our identity as beloved sons and daughters of God the Father. It helps us against against getting despairing or discouraged because it recognizes who God is, who we are, and our destiny of heaven. So pick some sort of prayer to do during this Lent. Maybe it's daily mental prayer, just five, ten minutes in the morning, praying over the scripture or some reading or writing of the saints and having a conversation with God. 
Maybe for you it's doing a rosary every day or signing up for an hour a week of adoration just for Lent. Or again, stopping into the church for five minutes on your way to work or on your way back from work every day. Maybe it's committing to doing the Stations of the Cross on Fridays. Do something for prayer. Second, fasting. Fasting has to do with some act of self-denial, specifically with food, but it can also be fasting from anything. So maybe not eating breakfast or fasting through lunch or not eating between meals if that's something in your, you're in the habit of doing. Not drinking alcohol or sweet, sweet drinks. Uh, a couple years ago, Father Mike Schmitz uh, talked about one of his penances was um, if you put cream or sugar in your coffee. For Lent, make your coffee actually taste like coffee as a penance. It can be fasting from YouTube or Facebook or Netflix or from other social media. Fasting from warm showers. There's a number of our men here who do Exodus 90, and that's one of the asceticisms, taking cold showers uh, during this time. So pick something to fast from. Thirdly, almsgiving or mercy. This is specifically about giving money to the poor or a charity. So it can mean giving an additional amount of money to our sunshine fund or some other charity. Okay, But again, almsgiving isn't just limited to giving money. It's some act of mercy or kindness. It could be a text to someone different every day, some kind words, telling them that you're praying for them, that you're thinking of them. It can actually be a letter written to someone. A couple years ago, I thought of 45, 50 people, and each day I wrote a different a letter to a different person and sent it to them. It could be cooking a meal once a week and giving it to a family so that they don't have to cook a meal that evening. I know many of you are very creative, so uh, if you have any other ideas on how to pray or fast or give alms, let me know. I can share them with others. But it's important to be intentional about this, because if we aren't intentional, it won't happen. You have to commit to it. And so tell your spouse or tell a friend what you're going to do. Again, it's not about bragging, but it's about keeping accountable someone who can keep you accountable to what you have committed to. And then here's the deal. One of the other advantages or or consequences of doing this is when you intentionally pray at specific moments, you're more conscious of God's presence throughout the day, throughout your life. When you intentionally fast at particular times, then you're able to practice temperance and moderation throughout the rest of your day and the week. When you intentionally give alms or show mercy in a planned way, then you're more attentive to other people's needs and opportunities to be generous and merciful to others. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. While we are at the altar, at the second part of the Mass, the liturgy of the Eucharist, when we're offering the living Christ to God the Father, pray about this. Ask the Lord what he would like you to do for prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Again, if you don't do more during Lent, then you're not doing this Catholic thing right. You're not doing it right. Fasting is the soul of prayer. Mercy is the lifeblood of fasting. And Lent is the training camp that the Church gives us to grow, to kick it up a notch, 
and to grow in our faith.